0: Hello, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is to talk about the gift and estate tax limits and updates for 2021. As a reminder, the annual exclusion amount, or i.e., the amount that you can give an individual on an annual basis without being subject to gift tax is $15,000, and that can be given to any individual. That number is indexed for inflation, but the change on an annual basis has to be at least $1,000. So the, in, the the inflationary index has to make the increase in the annual exclusion amount increase by at least $1,000. Uh, for 2021, we will still be at the $15,000 because uh, inflation has not increased that amount to 16,000 yet. So as a reminder, we still have the $15,000 limit for 2021 as announced by the IRS. The lifetime estate and gift exclusion is currently at $11.58 million per individual. A married couple therefore can uh, uh, gift and or leave to the next generation or anybody else for that matter, 23.16 million. For 2021, that number has been increased to 11.7 million for an individual or 23.4 million for a married couple. Remember that this number sunsets at the end of 2025 and goes back to the original pre-2017 rules which would be approximately uh, somewhere between five and a half and six million depending on the inflationary number at that point in time. Gifts to family by a husband and wife. So understanding that the $15,000 limit per person that you can give to, um, a husband and wife can actually give to a child and their spouse Ultimately, sixty thousand dollars per year by each individual giving fifteen thousand to your son and daughter, and then their spouse. So that is a way to transfer sixty thousand dollars a year to um, your children and their family. Also, remember that upon death, there is an unlimited marital deduction on the death of the first spouse, if assets are left to the second spouse. So that does not get included in your um, uh, taxable estate for estate tax purposes. There's no estate tax due when you leave assets to your spouse. Same thing holds true when you make a gift to your spouse during your lifetime. It is not considered a taxable gift. So spouses can give property back and forth without any gift tax consequences. Sometimes the question arises as, can you make a gift to a trust and does that qualify for the annual exclusion? And The answer in general, and I use the term in general because there are always exceptions, in general is no, it does not qualify for the annual exclusion. So, if you were to set up a trust for the benefit of your children and grandchildren and wanted to make a gift to that trust, it would not qualify in general for the $15,000 annual exclusion. Again, as I said, there are some exceptions on how to uh, have gifts to a trust qualify and we will not discuss them here, but understand there are some ways to do that. Gifts to 529 plans are they gifts? Well, the 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 answer is yes, they are gifts. So if you give uh, money to a 529 plan for your child or for your grandchild, it is a taxable gift, but the annual exclusion does apply. So you can gift fifteen thousand dollars per year to a 529 plan for the benefit of someone else, and the annual exclusion limit does apply even though it is going into a plan and will be used later on by that person. There's also what we call front loading and the IRS allows you to give five years of annual exclusion gifts up front i.e. $75,000 in one year and have it count for five years of gifts. So you put $75,000 into a uh, 529 plan for the benefit of your grandchild, it counts for the next five years' gifts. But be careful that you are actually making a gift upfront for the next five years. I think people are sometimes confused when we talk about gifting, they think it's just big lump sums of money. When you give a child or a grandchild or anybody else a birthday gift, a um, holiday gift, that is a gift. The name itself implies it's a gift. So if you give $75,000 upfront to a 529 plan for the benefit of your grandchild, you technically can't be giving them birthday gifts and holiday gifts over the next five years because that is an additional gift which would then put you over the annual exclusion, which would require you to file a gift tax return. That does not mean you will have gift tax to be paid because you will start using your lifetime exclusion of eleven point seven million dollars, the new exclusion in two thousand twenty-one. So understand, big picture, when you give gifts to people, it includes all gifts, not just estate planning um, gifts to trust, gifts to chat, you know, uh, five twenty-nine plans. This includes all gifts you give to people, which is why when I usually recommend clients in an estate planning mode, and I know the annual exclusion is 15000 I typically have clients give less than that, knowing that they will be giving holiday and birthday gifts in addition. And I want to make sure in total we're under that $15,000 annual exclusion. Uh, two last topics I just wanted to talk about is uh, things that are not considered gifts. So when you make payments for tuition directly to the school or payments for medical expenses on behalf of somebody else, those are not considered taxable gifts. So they don't reduce the annual exclusion. So you can make payments directly to a school by making tuition payments and still have your $15,000 annual exclusion to that same person. Same goes true for medical expenses. Previously, as I said, gifts to spouses are not considered taxable gifts and contributions and or gifts to political organizations are not considered taxable gifts. So they do not reduce your annual exclusion. You've probably heard the term of portability. That still exists under the Tax um, Act of 2017. In other words, if one spouse passes away and doesn't use their entire 11.58 million in 2020 or 11.7 million next year in 2021, the amount that is not used can be used by the surviving spouse when they pass. In order to do that, you must file a estate tax return for the deceased spouse even if there is no tax due, in order to lock in that additional uh, estate tax exemption in the future. If the rules change and the limits are lowered in the future, you still lock in that higher amount. So it makes sense if you think your estate may be greater than your own exemption and you do have a deceased spouse um, to be able to use that person's exemption to file an estate tax return. That is something uh, you should contact your CPA about. You can contact us, your financial planner. We would be happy to to discuss uh, what that means and how that works. Last point, there are 13 states and or districts that do impose an estate tax above the federal estate tax. And those states, And districts are Connecticut, the District of Columbia, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Maryland, New York, Oregon, Minnesota, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. Again, those states impose an estate tax above the federal estate tax. And Massachusetts and Oregon are the two states with the lowest exemption amount of one million dollars. A lot different than the 11 and a half million that you can leave uh, under federal rules. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. I hope it gave you some information to think about, updated you on the estate and gift exclusion uh, numbers. Uh, and if you have any questions, we at BWFA would be happy to have a conversation with you. Thank you, and be safe.